Don't make me start tonight. Put your hands on them and let's play. Put your hands on them and let's play. Let's see if they can play physical football today. Let's see if they can run without nobody touching them. You know what I'm talking about? Let's become great. You know how we do our thing. They ain't ready for this. You can't run from this. You can't run from this. They can't let them hide from me tonight. They got to see everybody watching tonight. So I tell you what, if you can't fight into the neck, you're in the wrong business. We control us. We run this. And anybody come in our house, they get dealt with. Respect is earned. Respect is never given. It's better to be respected than like. Just play football. Just play football, dog. Just play football. Just play football. Just play football. But ain't nobody said it was gonna be easy. Welcome to episode 14 of the Aired Out Fantasy Football Podcast, part of the Aired Out Network. I'm Joe. I'm Chantel. Thank you for listening last week, and welcome back. You can find us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Please like, follow, get notifications of new episodes. Don't forget, it's important to rate and review. You can support this podcast link in the show description. Follow us at the Aired Out Network on Instagram. How you doing? Pretty good. What a crazy week. Of football, Joe, right? An amazing week of football. I Lots know, I of can't wait to games. get into it. Some uh, some real heartbreakers. Last night's was exciting. That that uh, Cincinnati-Jacksonville game. Who saw that coming? I can't no. wait. A couple backups getting in there and then really slinging yes. the ball around. It was absolutely fun to watch. Maybe some heartbreak for Jacksonville. We'll get into that. we get into the injuries and I stuff know. like that and what's going to happen going forward. Yep, and we're creeping up on the Christmas season. My favorite time of year, so can't wait for that. Amazing time for the kiddos. Amazing time for oh, the sports yeah. and all the good stuff. Yep. All right, so Weekly 13 is officially behind us. Week 14 is here, and that means fantasy playoffs are here for our league. Let's take a look at what happened in this thing of ours this past week and what the upcoming playoffs are, too. Time for the AirDot Fantasy League recap. All right, guys. Well, first, before we get into this fully, I got to apologize for to you all, actually, for last week. We made a huge error during the update. We said that there were two weeks left in our fantasy season before the playoffs went. In actuality, there was only one. Don't I know it. So. Once again, my most sincere apology, guys. And so it begins. Week 14 is actually the first round of the Air It Out Fantasy Football League playoffs. And so now we will recap our last week, week 13, and see just how we got there. So winners, last week, winners coming out on top. Zulu Nation reclaiming his number one spot and finishing the regular season with a record of 10 and 3, getting a first round bye in the playoffs. The Players Club moving up into uh, fourth place, finishing with a record of seven and six. Florida Fade moving into sixth place, to a sixth place finish, yeah, with a record of uh, six and seven. The Road Warriors getting the win to finish with a record of six and seven as well. He finished in seventh place, just edged oh. out of the playoffs by a tiny, small margin of 11 points. Uh, and lastly, rounding out this week's wins is uh, that Grizzly. But it didn't help his case at all. He finished the season with a record of four and nine and in 10th place. 
And those of us not so lucky to pull out a win this week, LC's Classic 73 team losing this week, but still finishing in second place with a record of nine and four, still getting a first round bye in the playoffs. Yours truly, the Battle Beast, did not pull out a week this win, but finished in third place with a record of seven and six. Left hand of Thanos taking an L, but finishing with a record of six and seven in fifth place. And our very own Bulldog Joe, unlucky this week, finishing the season eighth place, record of five and eight. And lastly, of the unlucky bunch is 52 fake out, finishing up with a record of five and eight and in ninth place. So that does it for the air it out regular season. Congratulations to everyone moving on into the playoffs, especially, especially, right. Good luck, especially Zulu Nation, who dominated the league for most of the season. And to LC's Classic 73 team, who clawed his way up, I think, from near the bottom. I tell you, that, that McCaffrey-Camara combination that he has, that's deadly. Yeah. Clawed his way up into, from the bottom of the standings at least, to a uh, second-place finish with both of those guys earning First round buys. So in the championship quarterfinals, we got the uh, Players Club who will take on the left hand of Thanos and the winner will match up and face uh, Zulu Nation. Yours truly, the Battle Beast, will take on friend of the pod, Florida Fade, with the winner moving on to face LC's Classic 73 team. So again, just as Joe said, good luck, but not really because I want to win. So <laughs> all of you, may you have the worst luck ever and I have all the good luck. But now... <laughs> so before we get out of this segment, we want to let you guys know we realize that the end of the football season, fantasy and NFL in general, is rapidly approaching. But not to worry, we would never leave you hanging through an entire offseason without hearing from us. So we will be podcasting weekly all the way through the NFL postseason right up to the Super Bowl and right on the heels of the Super Bowl, Joe and a guest host will be bringing you full March Madness updates. And now that the NBA is in full swing, I have a sneaking suspicion that some of you may be fans of that league as well. So starting next week, we are happy to bring you guys a new weekly segment covering the happenings in the NBA Beyond the Arc with Florida Fade. It should be a really good segment. He's really knowledgeable, sports guy, and he seems to be just as passionate about basketball as he is about football. So I hope you're ready. I think it'll be a really good segment, and I'm sure you will all enjoy. Yeah, so, can't wait. That's super exciting. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, I think that will do it for the Air It Out Fantasy Football League. And now back to you, Joe, to tell us what's going on in the big leagues now. What's up in the NFL this week? As always, I'll start with the trades and the movement. The trade deadline, of course, has come and gone for yep. both fantasy and the real NFL world. However, there was a little movement. Linebacker Shaq Leonard, once a stud middle linebacker mm -hmm. with the Indianapolis Colts, has now been brought on to help the Eagles suddenly. Very poor run defense. Who they definitely need. So hopefully that'll help them out a little bit. Uh, he was kicked out of Indy in kind of weird circumstances, So, but he's talented as far as they go. He had some back issues which okay. kind of kept him out as well as the surgery um, hopefully he gets past that and can can help out the not so much sudden super bowl favorite eagles anymore so Ooh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. i don't know about that yeah. yeah we'll see we actually have a little segment on the, on the power five here a little later on that okay. i threw in today uh cool. one more just a uh, alabama college championship winning ag mccarron was signed by the bankles to help out with what it says something goes wrong with jake browning but mm -hmm. from what he did last night it looks fine to me right so <laughs> we'll see what happens there Cool. So that's it for trades and movement. On to the news and headlines. Zach Wilson is reportedly refusing to start for the Jets. Allegedly, there what? was a leak from the Jets organization 
which Aaron Rodgers called chicken shit at its core. And I think it has a no place and a winning organization. Wait a minute. The leak or the fact that he's refusing to start? The leak. The leak. He's, he's very the much on okay, Jack Wilson's side. Okay. So what does this mean for the former number two overall draft pick, Zach Wilson? Is there a future in the NFL for him? So they had an absolute st- steaming pile of, as I'll use Aaron Rodgers here, chicken shit in New York. Okay. We saw the Simeon. We saw the boil. Awful, awful, and more right. awful. So they bring back Zach, which they shouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with giving Simeon the shot. I don't know where Boyle came from. He's been terrible since he was in the NFL period. As you look at his record, it's not very good. Right. But, but um, Simeon deserved his shot, and he looked terrible as well. So you bring back Zach. The Jets now sit at four and eight. Another loss, and pretty much mathematically, they're done. Mm-hmm. They have a tough game this week at home against Houston, which I don't think they'll have any chance of winning but they'll be there for. But for Mr. Zach Wilson, what do you see for him? Do you see him as part of the New York Jets next year? Do you see him in the NFL next year? Wow, wow. I do think that if he sticks it out, he does have a career in the NFL. I don't like that he is refusing to start. It is a job. You're paid for it. And sometimes you don't, I mean, you don't like what comes along with the job, but you got to do it. I mean, so I fully understand where he's coming from, kind of being yo-yoed around and jerked around by the organization. I do think if they were going to go a different direction, I am of the same thought you were initially that they should have ended the, uh, what was being called the Zach Wilson experience or experiment much sooner than they actually did. But that said, I don't think that gives you carte blanche to just say, you know what, I'm not doing it fine. Somebody else. So that offensive line is very beat up and very poor. Do you think he's afraid? He's injury scared? Or No, I think, that he's, I think he's embarrassed, a... sour grapes, the whole thing. I mean, we've seen bad lines before. We've seen quarterbacks run for their life for entire seasons before. Yeah, so that's nothing new. And that's nothing that I think um, you should be willing to, oh, I'm not going to play. You know what I mean? In the NFL at this yeah. level, no excuse for that. So I think you just kind of toughen up. Put your, uh, you yeah. know, your big boy pants on and go out there and do it. And so I think it's pretty embarrassing, it is that, embarrassing. That, he's, that he's doing that. That it came out this way. And if it's true, it's a really, really bad if thing. If it's true, right. I think that he needs to, this is an audition for if he's not a Jet next year, another team. If he wants to remain in the NFL, he needs to get out there That's and take a very every good opportunity point. to get yep. out there and play. Because, yep. I mean, if you look at him now, you and I look at him, all of our listeners look at him, he's terrible. Yeah. So, you know, you look at that because he's got. But but he's still very young in his career. Very young. Very young in his was career. Was a very high draft pick. And there's coaches around the NFL that like to take these high draft picks and give him another chance right. to try to build. So that may be a thing for him. So I do think he should go out there and play as much as he can. All right. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. So, but we'll know more as the week goes on. Yeah. All right. So next one for you. What do you think of the 49ers' Dre Greenlaw? And big Dom DeSandro getting into a scuffle on the sideline of the 49ers-Eagles game. So, saw that, right? Mm-hmm. I was a little bit confused. I was unaware that the Eagles had their own, that I security no person. I right, yeah. had no idea who he was. But from what I understand, he was just kind of a, a security guard on the sidelines. And in my sure. mind, that is to say, like, in case some crazy person makes his way out of Comes the stands. Comes out of the stands, yeah, jumps on the field or something. tries to, or whatever, sure. some, you know parachutes into the stadium, whatever. So not to actually get involved with another player coming into contact with another player. You're not a player. You're not a coach. You're you're not a player. You're not a coach. So in my mind, you have no business coming in contact with another person wearing a uniform. So that is then up to the referees who are officiating the game to kind of sort that stuff out. So I do think he was over the line making any contact and justifiably ask them to to leave. So supposedly Eagle fans have big Dom t-shirts in the works. Of course they do. Of course they do. Because I think any <laughs> pretty much any team would do that. Right. 
they have bigger problems than Big Dom and his t-shirts, though, going forward. The Eagles need to fix that defense. So uh, mm-hmm. but we'll get more into that in a little bit later. Okay. Okay. The next one is, who is Kevin Fitzgibbons? Do you have any idea? No. Okay. Tell me about He him. is the 20-year-old University of Miami and friend of Tyree Kill, who gave his camera to the cheetah for now his famous- Oh, I did. I didn't know the name, but I do know the story. Backflip against the yes. Panthers back in October. Yeah, yeah. He lost his credential for the remainder of the 2023 season. He's, so he's a kid. He's a college right. kid, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also friends with Tyreek. I've watched the workout videos. They know each other uh-huh. so off the field. Okay. What should happen to NFL associates? So both these men have been credentialed, right? Okay. They're NFL associates mm-hmm. who become participants in the live action. They, I think that, As barred unfortunately, they should. Listen, you don't want to set this precedent yeah. of people, of random people, credentialed people, security people mm-hmm. getting involved in live action. And you just, it's a dangerous road to go down. Okay. So I definitely agree. There should be some disciplinary action taken. Unfortunately, I know that it was probably all in good fun and very fun loving between friends. However, yeah. again, you said he is credentialed. What does that mean? You are at work to do a job also, which is not screening, you're there to do a job. Both right. of those men, yeah. Right, which yeah. which does not include the live action again of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they have to kind of get a lid and get a cap on that rather quickly. I would see Big Dom being removed from being on the field for at least the rest of the year because if they took this guy away from handing his camera to Tyreek, this is and getting involved with the player, mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. see the NFL taking a little more stiff action. Well, I, you know what? I don't know about that one though, just because only. If, in fact, the stadium then provides some sort of security, then that's okay. So I feel like he would have been there for a reason. So Philly fans are known for being a little bit on the unruly side. So maybe they have that private security there just for that. Did you see how close he was to Nick Sirianni and then how close that play came to Nick Sirianni? I think that's where he came into play. I thought he was trying to protect the coach or something like that, Mm -hmm. I think. But I don't don't know. But either way, you can't get a player's face like that. You just can't. It happened in basketball, too. I don't remember we talked about basketball Tony a bunch of years ago. Mm-hmm. A coach was grabbed by a security guard who didn't know who he was. He was part of the uh, Toronto Raptors organization okay. against the, not to go too deep down a hole, right. but uh, the cop ended up losing his job and his ability to come into the, his job well, as far as security goes. Security there, right. Yeah, Got it. So, yeah. I think that, so I think that in actuality could be a little more forgiving only because with the NBA, and their coaches, I could. They they're usually not wearing any kind of logo. No, it, was, it, was usually, it could have been anybody. Right. So it's different with football. Everybody that's on that sideline usually has some sort of credential, some sort of identification Absolutely. of who they are and Absolutely. what team they represent. So it's a little bit different. But no fun league. Oh, I don't want. No, that's not the. That's <laughs> totally not the same thing. I enjoy the celebrations, the elaborate ones, all good. Yeah. But I think they have to draw the line of people who are not supposed to be a part of the live action getting involved. They can't. I they can't go far with the football, football players, coaches yeah. to coaches, and so on. All right. Lastly, so this week coming up, there's some big moments for a couple teams, a few teams. The Eagles and the 49ers and the Cowboys can all clinch playoff spots, which will be the first mm-hmm. ones of the year. Different yes, scenarios. Yes. It's really, really complex, especially for the Cowboys, so I'm not going to get that deep. But pretty much Eagles win, they go. Niners win, they go. Mm-hmm. And then the Cowboys need a few things. We'll preview this game a little bit later, but Philly right. and Dallas has a lot of implications in the playoffs. So we're already getting to that time of year. Okay, so I got a new little quick segment for us. Okay. This is the NFL Week 14 Power Rankings. Let's okay. see if you agree. Ready? All right. Shoot them off. Number one, San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Agree? Disagree? Can I hear the five first? Let's hear the okay. top. Yeah, I'll play those. Okay. Absolutely. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-huh. Number three, AFC leading Baltimore Ravens. Number four, Dallas Cowboys. Number five, this, they have some weird tiebreaker with the Ravens, but technically behind them, Miami Dolphins. 
So one, again, okay. one Niners, two Niners, Eagles, three yeah. Ravens, four Cowboys, five Dolphins. Five Dolphins. I think that is pretty accurate. I do think that's pretty accurate. So after seeing the 49ers-Eagles game, yep. right? So I think uh, the Eagles did do have to kind of face reality now that there are some things that need to be fixed and right away. So which is why I'm appreciative of the quickness that their front office is moving with to address some of those issues with the, I can't remember the, right, coming in, right? So, yeah, it looked really bad, but sometimes, but that happens. I mean, you, we're not expecting them to go losing one game all season, especially with the level of competition that we're talking about. Dallas, very good. Niners, very, very good. All, all super great teams in that top five. So, it's you're bound to lose one at some at some point, but I think it did expose a lot in terms of the Eagles. The Eagles started out with the number one run defense. They started they out very close to the top every single week defending the run, and so I don't know where that went. <laughs> they were exposed a little bit by Buffalo the week before, right? And then the Niners really exposed them the following week. Okay, so um, and the Niners did a bunch. Well, of, they, they were creative though, as the Niners always are. A lot of play action. A lot of swing passes, things mm-hmm. like that. A lot of seam passes. They use Debo like they do, Debo Samuel, in those right. strange roles. I think there's some big holes to fix, and they don't see them as the number one team right now here today. Okay. Are they better than the number three team, the Ravens? Yes, I think so, because the Ravens' offense is very limited. Their defense is very special, mm-hmm. but their offense is limited. The Cowboys okay. and the Eagles is a very tell- – Dallas should should have one. Now, could have, should have, would have. You know, that matter. first time they played, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But didn't. Um, but now in Dallas, I think it'll be a very close game. You know, and I do too. It's it's a big moment for the Cowboys to you know stake that division, and we'll talk about well, that. Well, and I also think that you know I I feel like the Eagles play with a lot of heart, a lot of attitude, and they know what's at stake. Yes. So I would not be surprised to see a very fiery or very angry Eagles come out and really get after it yeah. to to take this game. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. And they really did a really good job. The Forty Nineers won't take anything away from their defensive line and bottling up Jalen Hurts and the. the the Eagles mm-hmm. came out a little bit stronger in the beginning, but then from there, it was just... Right. And then the other thing with the... I know we're probably going to talk about this a little bit more later on with the with the Dallas Cowboys. So it appears now that they're reaching a point where their schedule is getting a little tougher every single week. Yes. So they are not... I fully do not expect to see from them, even the Seahawks, right? I expected them to get the win, but the Seahawks put up an incredible fight on a very short week with a banged up team. So... And they hung in there pretty closely, with, with with Dallas. Does Dallas have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year? If you were to pick a team to win the Super Bowl right now, you go no. to Las Vegas and put a bet down. No. You're getting great odds, fifty to one. Would you would you put it on the Cowboys? I just don't think so. No. The history of choking, losing. <laughs> I wouldn't I just don't think so. I think their running game isn't good enough and I think their defense mm-hmm. isn't good enough. Now yeah. Very good receivers. Jake Ferguson's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Dakota Prescott's fantastic. This, but the defense coming around though. Yeah. So the guy that's uh, in for digs that escapes me right now. He's been playing great. Yeah. In the secondary. So big test this week. Yeah. Let me we'll see. Okay. So on to the injury report. Then um, I agree with those rankings. By the way, on to the injury report. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll start with Mr. Kenny Pickett. His ankle. He is out for the season. Welcome back, Mr. Mitchell True. Bisky, yes. who so far this year has thrown two touchdowns, two INTs, and a 71.2 rating, goes right along with what Pittsburgh's been doing offensively all year long. So, but they're still very alive at seven and five. So, um, and favored to win this week against probably the worst team in football or second worst can go back and forth. Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Derek Carr has multiple stuff. We'll just stick with one. It's, we'll go with the concussion, the shoulder, <laughs> okay. so other things. Jameis Winston will most likely start week 14. Mm-hmm. 
expect some gadget plays there from Taysom Hill. Yep, but, um, I mean, as usual, but that, par that, for the course. That's what will happen. Derek Henry has a concussion. My co-host and I were very big fans of Tajay Spears, who came in in the last game mm-hmm. and did fantastically. Rushed for 75 yards on 16 carries and had a few catches, too, against the Colts. Right. He will have his opportunity more than likely unless something crazy happens. So watch mm-hmm. out for that game. They're still tiny bit alive, Tennessee. One more loss. That's pretty much for them. Unfortunately for them, they go to Miami this week. So good luck there. Mm-hmm. Next, we go over to Ramondre Stevenson. He's probably done for the year. Yeah. Which means, dun, 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 here comes Zeke. Zeke Elliott. They have a quick turn, so there's no chance. They say Ramondre might come back, so I'd be very, very surprised, especially with their right. record and the way things are. Yes, yeah. yeah, so go pick out Zeke. We'll talk about the way we are a little more later. Mm-hmm. Uh, go pick out, but a very quick turn, so don't expect. If you're a Ramondre owner, who I've been saying all year is the only Patriot on offense worth having, now, but Zeke looked good when he came in. I mean, he, he had did. 92 yards, 21 carries against the Chargers, who were not the greatest run defense, but still. All right, on to the next one. Amari Cooper. Expect Elijah Moore to get a much bigger role on the Browns' offense this week. Hmm? A heartbreaker one here. Tank Dell. You and I, I talked about him yeah. quite a bit. Even in the preseason, he has a broken leg he's done for the year. Uh, he had, oh. had on the year 47 receptions, 709 yards, and seven touchdowns. Very impressive. We look forward to seeing the young electric wide receiver back next year. He was, he was a lot of fun. In the meantime, we look to Nico Collins, Noah Brown, and Robert Woods to see increased targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your playoffs or playoffs are coming, go grab those guys. CJ Stroud's going to be throwing darts, and they have a very favorable matchup this week. Right. And they all do really well. They, they all do, all very do well. really well. They all contribute. So. That, that, that's an electrifying offense, Houston, and they're fun right. to watch. Okay. Lastly, from last night's game, Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain. We do not know what that means when he'll be back. They do have a Sunday game on the road against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed that, which means CJ Beathard plays. Yeah. Beathard plays, but uh, we'll see. Uh, CJ yeah. Beathard came in. He went nine for 10 for 63 yards before the Jags fell short in overtime. Jags are now in four with the Colts and the Texans both behind them at seven and five. The AFC South is tight. Who wins that one? The Jags hold on. Now, you guys talked about last week when I was coming back from mm-hmm. my gambling expedition. I listened to you guys talk, <laughs> and Eric was said they were a Super Bowl contender. I do not agree with our I friend Florida Fade yeah. that they are a Super Bowl contender <laughs> at all. They will not even get close. However, Sunshine, their star quarterback, Mr. Lawrence, a little bit of a credit kid throw in there, Mr. Lawrence. Um, yes. <laughs> um, sorry. Who wins the AFC South? I like the, I'll go on record mm-hmm. first. I'll say I like the Indianapolis Colts. Even though they've lost their star, I don't like the their star running back for the year. I think the Jags will hold on. I think the Jags will yeah, hold on. Yeah, absolutely. So, Stevens, they got shredded last well, night. Well, the thing is that they, so there are all these mixed them. reports yeah. in terms of, there are all these mixed reports about what's going to happen with going forward, right? With the Jags, they still have the Browns, the Ravens, the Bucks, the Panthers, Titans to go. Yep. So they can get at least two of those. Yep. I say they still, they hold on. How far are the Colts behind them in the Seven and five versus uh, eight and six. I'm sorry, eight and four, seven and five. So the Jags are oh, Just one game. One game. Yeah. And they're not the only one. Houston is seven and five as well. So okay. that division is very tight. Very, it suddenly, yeah, it was <laughs> very, very tight. Yeah, I think the Jags will hold on. And I like Houston too. I like Houston. I don't, I don't. Houston all year, but yeah. they were good But you know what? Team. Pittman is doing really well over with the Colts too. Yep. I, I did not see that coming. So Zach Moss kind of a flub last week, but yeah, he didn't, he did not yeah. do so well. But I think that's kind of the ebb and flow, the up and the down game, of the, yeah, you know what was, I mean? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I like the Jags to hold on. All right. I like we, the Jags. We we'll see. How, we'll see how it yeah. goes here. Yeah. All right. A few more major hits last week, but the NFL season marches on. Time to take a look at what navigating these week 13 injuries, changes, and setbacks will look like on the fantasy landscape going into week 14. We start out with our week 14 movers and shakers. Stars this week. Stars this week. So how about Jake Browning and those Bengals, right? Oh, my right? goodness. I hope so. The Bengals, but <laughs> no Joe Homeboro. Crazy upset yeah. of the Jaguars. So. Oh. 
Let's see. He was there. This quarterback was 32 of 37 and threw for 354 yards and two passing TDs. Yep. And a rushing. And a rushing TD. And a rushing TD. That's right. 76 yard 32 bomb. Jamar Chase helped things. Yeah. Who knew? And that was the next one. Jamar Chase. He's had kind of a hot and cold season, but red hot last night. 78, like you said, that bombed him. But he, on the whole, he had 11 receptions, 149 yards, and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, definitely going to hit 2,000 yards this season. And now I've heard several commentators throw him in the MVP Number three for me, offensive, Tyreek. I have two ahead of him. And okay. You can disagree with me. I'll go real quick. Okay. McCaffrey's number one. Josh McCaffrey's Allen's number two. Mm-hmm. And then he'd be number three. Okay. So. Okay. Josh yeah. Allen for the MVP? Yeah. Okay. Offensive MVP. Number two, though, behind right. McCaffrey. Yeah. Okay, so Tyreek, well, five receptions on 157 yards. And so two of those, one was a huge bomb for 78 yards, and then another one was like 60-plus. So that gets you more than halfway there on that 157. Just, are awful. So. Just awful. <laughs> but I, I think it also goes to show that uh, like, if you let them break one, you're going to pay oh, every yeah. time. So, yeah. But I do think he is moving quite rapidly towards that 2,000-yard goal. And I think he could move up those rankings rather quickly if he gets it. So for yeah. that uh, MVP, we saw Sam Laporta last night having his C- his best game this season. Oh, Nine catches, yeah. 140 and a TD. Big, big. CD Lamb keeps on showing out. It's almost like he's playing like he's got something to prove. I don't know. What do you think? I think so. We still got. I think so. <laughs> right. So I think he definitely wants to be mentioned in those uh, elite players' uh, yeah. names. So you know, I think he's definitely playing like he's got something to prove. But he. Had a big game, 12 for 116 and a uh, TD, plus another 30 rushing from him, which is uh, surprising, I think. Yep. And uh, his counterpart won Dakota Prescott, coming for the MVP, you think? No. No? Okay. Well, I five. think he's tired of the disrespect, too. He wants to be mentioned alongside those elite quarterbacks, which I think somehow, somehow always escapes him. But he did look rather elite to me. He had 300 yards, three TDs. That's the third game in, the row, in a row for three or more touchdowns. Up Third in a row. So, yep. uh, let's see. Alvin Kamara, I think yep. this is a good one. He was well, a pretty good Lions defense. He finished 51 on the ground, 58 in the air, two rushing TDs. Having a fantastic Having year. a really yep. good year, and that was on a late start with him. So, yep. I think that was it for Do you have anybody I else have, for I the end? there, too, a show favorite that, uh, okay. that my co-host picked up. Trey McBride had a good, very good yes. week for an Arizona upset he over did. Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh in the rain. Brock Purdy, 36 points, 344 mm. touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Big, big game. Geno Smith. Welcome back, Mr. Smith. Everybody talking about how you were one and done one year. 334 yards, three TDs, one interception. And then on the person you're throwing to, DK Metcalf, 37 points, 134 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Thanks. That's about the list. Do I like these guys? Seattle to hit it again next week? No. Mm, but we'll get into that. Probably not. We'll get into that later. <laughs> not against your 49ers, right? So that's the stars. Let's go off to a cool start. And uh, will they pick it up next week? All right. So right where the heck did... Devin Singletary go. So he yeah, did pretty super. well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, did pretty well for a couple of weeks. Then a super sharp drop off to a low 36 yards on eight rushing attempts. Yeah. So don't know what's going on there. Your guy Gibbs had a down week in Detroit, but I wouldn't worry much about that at all. Yeah. I think that he is all but certain to get back into the swing of things as the season stretches on. Also, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I have Calvin Ridley as well. Calvin Ridley, right. He, so he did take a step back. I think he was... He caught only half of his uh, targets. He was four of eight 
for only 26 yards, and I think it may get worse before it gets better, depending on what happens. There has been talk uh, that he will not be there next year because of the salary that they have to pay him, so mm-hmm. that he might move on. So okay. We'll see how it all plays out. Because there's a, a big, big check coming his way if he stays yeah. there. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, but so that's all I had on the cool star. But if we could back up, I just had this nope. thought just a minute. Reference uh, your 49er show. So I heard a comment that I tend to agree with. And that is, you mentioned how great of a game Brock Purdy had. He did a very good game. And the comment was, as goes the 49er defense, so goes Brock Purdy. So when they're having a great game defensively and they're putting him in really good field positions, really great spots, he tends to play better. So when the defense is struggling, the whole notion in this conversation was that if he has to play from behind, if the defense isn't having an outstanding game, it's much, much more difficult for Brock Purdy and he tends to have really bad games. Would you agree with the assessment? It's too early to tell. Okay. We, he, they were behind early on in the first half against Philadelphia. And, you know, mm-hmm. Philly, and then they opened the lead, and then the league got way to hand in the second half. Right. It's too early. There hasn't been enough since he's been on such a very good team since he joined, you know, for the right. last years. An amazing offensive line, an amazing defense, weapons surrounding him everywhere he could want, a mastermind of a coach offensively. So I just haven't seen mm. enough to, to make that, to say that. To make mm. that argument yet. Will that time come? Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I'll say it again, the Niners are only as good as they are when they're healthy. You take away one of those key pieces, like there was uh, when they got crushed by Cincinnati six weeks ago, I think it was, at mm-hmm. they were missing two key pieces. They were missing Debo and Trent Williams. So Trent Williams is an all-world tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the touchdowns, including McCaffrey's, you know, goal uh, touchdown last week, run right behind Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. So when you're missing him and you're missing pieces, they are nowhere near as good. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, as we'll far see. as playing, playing behind, we'll see. There'll be times in the playoffs where I think they are going to be playing from behind. Okay. So. Yeah. All, right. All right, so cool start Your for me. Cool starts. I got uh, just a couple ones here. Uh, Zach Moss, we kind of talked about a little bit. Adam Thielen kind of cooling off a little bit down there. T. Higgins continues to have a terrible year after, you know, good projections. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson had a bad week, but we could put that down to quarterback play. Right. I, he almost made my list, too. I did not because yeah. of that. So uh, Desmond Ritter continues to struggle. I'm going to throw an interesting one at you now. You just threw a good one at me. I'm going to throw a good one. Is Patrick Mahomes the biggest fantasy bust this year? Drafted in the first round, okay. for sure, by almost Drafted everybody. in the first round. I'm going to say no. Okay. <laughs> I think I probably drafted a bigger <laughs> bust in the first, with my first round pick than uh, Pat Mahomes turned out to be. So I think we got so accustomed to Pat Mahomes being a guaranteed 30, 40, sometimes 50 burger on a weekly. Yeah, right, absolutely. exactly. Yeah. So I don't... And, you know, we blur the lines a little bit between what's happening in the league and what it actually means for these teams and their play and what it means fantasy-wise. So keeping in mind that um, he is still pulling out wins. He is still... Well, they just top, lost to Green you know Bay. I mean? Well, they, they, I know, I know, I know, but I'm, and he he's had a still, you know, one touchdown, one right. interceptions, 200 some odd yards, 210 yards. Yeah. Right. So. Which I get it that they're riding their defense this year. And we're very unaccustomed to seeing that out of Pat Mahomes, but by no means would I call him a bust. I don't think so. They represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> who's who's behind them? Uh, let's see. I know they're at the top of their division well, in the AFC, so but we got the Ravens, who looks in, who look incredible. The Ravens in the Miami. AFC. Miami looks good. Oh, Buffalo's still very much alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I can't say. I was very certain at the start of the year, but I can't say. Now, I, I don't know. I just don't I'm know. I'm the one record saying I do not think Kansas City wins the Super Bowl this year. I do not. You know, do you think they even go? 
Yeah, because they've seen so far. Yeah, I say they have a great chance, especially if they have home field throughout. You you think you think so though? The Ravens look great. Their defense is fantastic. Their offense, I'm a little afraid of. If they can run the ball, they do okay. They will host. It looks like you know Baltimore. You know, barring a crazy something happening, they'll be your Browns with your Browns. The Browns are right there too. Unfortunately, the Browns have been beat up by the injury bug. They keep surviving. Um, I'm glad Miles Garrett wasn't out there. That pop thing he talked about his shoulder scared me quite a bit. That's a game changer. They're still alive. Yeah, they're very much like that. I don't know, man. Very, very alive. Well, we'll go forward and we'll see. All right, that's it for that. Bye week. Watch out this week if you have any Cardinals or Commanders. You probably don't, but (laughs) but if you do, (laughs) maybe, maybe there's a there's a couple (laughs) decent quarterbacks in there, a couple good receivers, uh, a couple good running backs. All right, so waiver wire time. Waiver wire. So you mentioned this guy very briefly in your cold starts, uh, Desmond Ritter. So I think this week, this week only, he's getting a Bucks defense with who's pretty terrible against the pass, and he's got the weapons to work with. So if you're desperately in need of a quarterback this week, this week only, I would give uh, him a chance. I'd, I'd give Desmond Ritter a shot. And the wide receiver department, I like Romeo Dobbs. He's a good placeholder for, let's say, I don't know, for uh, Hollywood Brown. Yes, yeah. that's the name I was thinking of. He's a good placeholder for him. So, so. I did discuss it, but Christian Watson has yeah. a hamstring thing, so he might be the number one. He's kind of becoming the number one there, okay. but he might be the number one. Agreement. And he looked good yesterday, too. Oh, well, he looked good against... Um, the Chiefs the other day. So yeah. he did pretty pretty well in that game. I think um, he's only about, uh, should be widely available, 54% rostered. Yep. Let's see, a running back, you can probably guess this one, Zeke, only rostered in 40% of the league. Zeke's a good one. Stevenson uh, missing time, like you said. Yep, I like Tajay Spears in case, especially if Henry doesn't play. Right. If if Henry doesn't play, I like yeah. Tajay Spears. But for whatever reason, they seem to, <laughs> they stuck with Henry much, much longer than I thought that Me they too. would. I thought they would for sure move on to Spears. I thought and, they would trade him. Remember we talked about I that thought they, I thought for sure they would trade him. But, yeah. but they are making I what I think is a huge mistake. I'm of the Bill Belichick mindset and agreement that you should trade them one year before you think you should. And so I think they're holding on they're one year too long. a little trouble next year, yeah. for sure. Yep. yep. What else do I have? Let's see. Um, tight end. I like Tanner Hudson, right? He's beat his projections in the last five games straight, and he's seeing at least four to five targets per game. You can count on him for a decent floor of around like eight, nine. So, yep. and let's see. Lastly, I took a look at wide receiver rookie Jalen Hyatt. I know that we're supposed to be staying far, far, far away from any New York Giants <laughs> offensive pieces. I yeah. said that myself. I have a giant coming too. So, But yeah, I think at least at this point, depending on how well you're doing or how poorly you might be doing in your fantasy league, you may want to even be scoping him out for what he could look like next year. Yep. So I think he did pretty well. He had, I think, 109 yards on five catches against New England in week 12. They had a bye last week, but I think he'll get much more run coming up, if not just for the Giants kind of fueling him out and yeah. stretching his legs for next year. So he is one to watch. And I was also going to mention to you, I thought we could later on maybe do a, some shows around the positions of who we should be kind of keeping an eye on that. Maybe didn't get much run this year, but oh, yeah. should be planning yeah, for, yeah. for next year. And he's definitely. definitely one that made it onto my radar, Jalen Hyatt. Definitely. But yeah, that's all that's it for so my fantasy, for me, my uh, waiver guys. Couple of the waiver as well. Uh, Jake yeah. Brown, if you can find them after la- last night, good luck. CJ Beathard, if he's the guy, we'll just have to watch what happens with Trevor Lawrence. We'll know more as the week goes on, but mm-hmm. he will be the starter there if that happens. Yeah. Uh, I like Roshan Johnson quite a bit, been running really, really hard for the Bears. Um, run out and get him. 
Zay Jones, only 21% rostered. Christian mm-hmm. Kirk, potentially out with the groin injury. He played one play, had a 36-yard catch, and went out with the groin last night. So okay. we'll, we'll watch and see what happens with him. If he is out, that's a good pickup. And then I know you drafted him in our league to start the year. Darren Waller is coming back, 58% owned. Mm, I'm not so, excited for that. He was a big disappointment. You and I talked about yeah. this being an opportunity for him to lead that team. <laughs> and he led, did what he always does, got hurt, and that was right. it for him. Yep. Okay, that's it for the waiver wire. All right, good. Well, the fantasy playoffs are here, just like we mentioned earlier. So time to tighten up those rosters. It's not enough to make it to the playoffs. If you want to stay there, if you want to advance, you got to be perfect. So it's that time, guys. That said, let's see how we did with last week's eight to keep an eye on. In this segment, we'll take a look at eight upcoming games being played in week 14 and give you the ones we think will be the most exciting, most impactful moving forward in the season. We'll give you guys our picks on those games. But first, Let's see how we did last uh, week. I don't know if we'll be able to if you... Uh... I have it all. Oh, good. You have it <laughs> yeah. all. Okay. So we'll go back to week 12 real quick because I was out oh. and I was not swift enough to leave them for my fellow podcasters. So we'll just go back real quick. So we both took the Niners win. Both took This is week 12. Okay. Both took Miami won. Both took Pittsburgh won. Both took Houston lost. Both took Philly won. That was against Buffalo. Both took Baltimore against the Chargers. Got the win. I had Atlanta. You had New Orleans. I got that win because of Derek Carr's poor game. You had Cleveland, and I had Denver. Got the one. So that week for you was five and three, and I was okay. seven and one. Hmm. Okay. okay. So I took Eric's picks last week, Florida nice. Fade, because I was not here. So I'll just okay. use them as as what I did All right. last week. You had Dallas. He had Dallas. Both got the win. You had Denver. Took a loss. He had Houston. Got the win. And that was a really good game. Actually, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson had a very had, he had the chance. That's all you can yeah. ask for. Both Phillies took the loss. Both had Detroit, took the win. Um, and what became a competitive game? What started as a blow became competitive. You had Cleveland. They lost, unfortunately. Uh, Florida State took the Rams, which was a win. Mm-hmm. Both had Jacksonville, which who lost. Both had Indy, which was an exciting finish. Both had Atlanta. So five and three for you, six and two. So overall in the year now, you are uh, 61 and 43, and I am 66 and 38. Okay. So very competitive there. Now we go on to... This week's eight to keep an eye on. Yes. We'll start with the Houston Texans visiting the New York Jets. What do you like? Houston Texans. So still in the, uh, I think I'm going to take the Texans on this one. Still in the MVP discussion alongside other top brass quarterbacks in the league. CJ Stroud and his Texans. Yeah, I think they got no problem putting points on the board, which we all know is where the Jets struggle most. And uh, what's more is the Texans rookie, Will, a defensive end, Will Anderson, kind of coming into his own. If you recall, he was taken shortly behind, in round one, right behind uh, Stroud. They had uh, two picks pretty close together. But I think he got to Russell Wilson last week at least twice, and it's kind of starting to pick things up. So, yeah, all the while the Jets, I think, have taken a few steps back in the defensive rankings, and we know that was the one thing that was kind of keeping them afloat. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans on this one. I will also take the Texans. I want no part of Zach Wilson. I'd rather have Wilson the volleyball (laughs) from Castaway that Tom Hanks played with. Oh, wow. So no part of them. The Jets' offense is miserable. Sorry, Garrett Wilson. You're fantastic. Brees Hall as well. You're both studs. But your quarterback, Carousel, there is miserable. Houston in a big win. Next one, Denver Broncos and the L.A. Chargers. Broncos, Chargers. Good divisional game. I'm going to take the Chargers on this one. So I think this is quite literally, though, anybody's game. So we know the Broncos have been playing much improved football. However, I am of the opinion that the Chargers have the better offense. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers, getting the win. I think it'll be a very high-scoring yep. game. 
So, but I think Chargers will uh, overcome. This is pretty much a must-win one for the Chargers. It's gotten to that time. Yeah, five and true. seven, yeah, six, losing. six. This is a big divisional game. If they're going to keep themselves alive in the playoff race, I like Herbert. I like uh, the amazing year that he's having with Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hookup is a very real thing. Yeah, I don't know what's going wrong there. <laughs> I, I legit don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. But I, so I'm also on the LA Chargers wagon. Yeah. Okay, what was mm-hmm. it? An amazing AFC Championship a couple of years ago. Now we get to see it again. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs from Arrowwalt's Giha Stadium. Now Giha Stadium. Yeah. Okay, so surprisingly, I think that we kind of continue to watch the Chiefs struggle just the tiny, the tiniest bit on offense, just a little bit, yep. and. On the offensive side of the ball, particularly kind of in the passing game, while they do have a stellar defense, I think we're also seeing that that can only take you so far. So the Chiefs are coming off of a 19-27 loss to to Green Bay, but they've been in some hard-fought battles this season, and most of the time they've come out on the right side of things. However, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it'll happen this time around, actually. I'm going to, I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to take the Bills. Let's see. So Allen and Diggs are still they are still very much connecting. Their tight end is getting better every single week. And then I think Travis Kelsey, I think, is slowing up a little bit Definitely every single week. week. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna go with the Bills. Okay, that's it. I'm I am gonna also change. gonna take the Buffalo Bills okay. for the Josh Allen factor. The, yeah. He runs that offense very, very well. He's hungry. This is an important game for them too at six and six. If uh not for one missed route against Philadelphia, they'd have won that game yeah. over time. So somebody ran in instead of out, touchdown, Gabe Davis is happy, jumping around and stuff, and everybody's super happy, and they win. Unfortunately, ball goes one way, Gabe mm-hmm. goes the other way, and, then, <laughs> and that's that, and then we know what happened in the end. They are a better overall team. Kansas City is a tough place to play. Yeah, Taylor Swift will be upset. Buffalo gets the win. All right, next one, a nice, big, old-school divisional rival from the NFC North. We have the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Okay. Like? Another division game, uh, the best in the, I'm taking the Lions, best in the division by leaps and bounds. I think very serious contenders in the NFC as well. The Bears do not have, I think, enough of anything in any category to beat the Lions. So on the offensive side, you're they're up against what the most consistent wide receiver in the league, we said, in Amon Ross St. Brown. Yep. You've got the breakout uh, tight end rookie yep. in Laporta and the one-two punch in the backfield of Montgomery and Gibbs. So yep. and on the defensive side, Aiden Hutchinson, five and a half sacks, forced fumble, and an INT on the season. They just don't match up. I'm going to take the Lions. I am also going to take the Lions. The Bears, I like what they're doing a little better with their running game and letting Justin Fields do what he does. I had a feeling they'd win that game against Minnesota last week. Uh, Joshua Dobbs looking more like a backup that week, but we'll touch on that one a little bit later. Lions too much offense, like you yeah. said, just for those those pieces. Their defense has become a little bit more shoddy over the past couple of weeks. I think they might have lost that linebacker Anzalone for a while, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I also like I also like the Lions playing good good football at nine and three. All right, next one, another divisional rival, and pretty much mm-hmm. this will be the nail in the coffin for the NFC West if the Niners win this game. Yep. The Seattle Seahawks travel to the San Francisco 49ers. What do you like? So. If your red-hot Niners can get this win, and the Eagles should happen to uh, lose to Dallas, what, the Niners will be number one, Niners right? Number NFC, one. Uh, NFC, sorry. Yep. And uh, which comes with all the spoils of war, yep, including you get the, week you get the bye week, and you get home field advantage, all that good stuff. So the Niners know exactly what is at stake. If they play anything like they did against the Eagles, they will come out with a win. I'm going to take the Niners on this one. The Seahawks played very well last week against they Dallas. They had their opportunities in that game. It was very fun to watch. But the Niners have their number, and they just don't have enough 
to slow them down. Yeah. Um, it's a big, meaningful game for both teams, really. I mean, Seattle's trying to stay alive in the playoff picture at six and six, and San Francisco at nine and three. But yeah, I, I can't see them winning that game as the Niners continue their string of playing bird teams. So <laughs> okay. they only played Seattle, Philly. They play the Seattle Eagles, again. Right, and yeah. They play the Ravens next week. So oh wow, nonstop birds! All right, on to the next one. Another divisional game: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Atlanta to play the Atlanta yes, Falcons. Yes, another divisional game. The top spot in the NFC South. This will be a good matchup for both teams. They have a lot at stake here. I think um, the Falcons were able to get past the Jets' defense last week, and they'll have no problem, I think, doing the same thing against a uh, mediocre kind of Bucks defense. The Bucks are better on the run than they are against the pass. And let's see, they're ranked near the bottom. I think only the Chargers are worse. They're at like 31. Yeah. So uh, we should see a lot of Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Maybe they even get Bijan going in the passing game as well. But, yeah, I think that the I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons on this on this one. So. I am also going to take the Falcons here. Yeah. The Tampa offense, with the exception of Mike Evans, has been pretty stagnant recently. And I do okay. like the I do like the young man Rashad. I do like him Rashad. Mm-hmm. He's been yeah the running back. Yeah. Running back. Yeah, I think he's been good, but not enough. And Atlanta's in contention to continue to hold on to that division and potentially win that division. What a surprise that would be! Right. All right. So next one, the big one we've been talking about: mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles go to Dallas to play Dakota Prescott's Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So. The Cowboys got by the uh, Seahawks with a win. Mm-hmm. Seahawks were a slightly tougher opponent than they had seen in their schedule, right, for yep. the past, that, well, the three prior games. So, And despite being a little bit banged up on a short week, Seahawks did put up a good fight. That said, they answered every score, even led at times Dallas, unfortunately. Uh, well, Dallas, not unfortunately, but ultimately did get the win. And I think that toughness goes up a notch with the Dallas with Dallas Cowboys facing the uh, Eagles this particular week. So the Eagles are now 10 and 2 coming off an embarrassing loss at home to the 49ers. They will be fired up looking for redemption. The Eagles already have a win against Dallas, Kansas City and the Bills, some very tough teams that we cannot say the same for when it comes to Dallas. And I think that one rises to the level of their competition. I'm going to say the Eagles. I think they're going to come out uh, swinging. I, I don't think they're going to roll over for many more games. So I'm going to take the Eagles on this one. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take as it. much as I dislike them. <laughs> I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys to get their their win. Their offense is still humming. Mm-hmm. Eagles defense is slightly broken yeah. until I can yeah. see that it's fixed. Um, we're looking at a competitive game. Sure. You know, if, if for fantasy aspects, go all in. This, right. this, this is what you want. There will be fireworks in this one. Start them all. Mm-hmm. Monte Adams, you new name, start them all. So I'm talking about the Bounty Adams. But start everyone you can think of on either of those teams. Dakota, Jalen, you you guys get my point. Start them all. (laughs) All right, so on to the next one. Then the last one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe, maybe not. Trevor Lawrence, we'll see. Uh Take on the Cleveland Browns. The Joe Flacco, probably-ish Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. Might be Dorian Thompson-Romson. We're not so sure. But for now, we'll say it's uh, Flacco. Right. So I'm taking the Browns. So we talked a lot about this already. Trevor Lawrence possibly being out the high ankle sprain. Bunch of different reports on it may require surgery, may not, may even play Sunday. Highly unlikely, though. So um, I'm going to go with the veteran Super Bowl winning quarterback under center and Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't give him enough credit for that. Have a ring. But I think, yeah, I'm going to go with the experienced quarterback and the better defense in this case. So the Browns defense, if they stay true to form, I think they and they're able to stop the run. They should have no problem here getting the win because Travis Etienne has been having an incredible season. So if they can slow him down, I think they should be no problem putting another W in the win column. 
I'm also going to take Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. It's going to be cold. It's going to be icy. It's going to be all that fun stuff that happens in that part of the world at this time of year. Jacksonville, especially if it's C.J. Beathard and not Trevor Lawrence are in for a handful. Either way, if he's there or not, I, I just think the Browns are too much, too much defensively. And then offense, you know, grinding out the running game with Ford and others. Yeah. Browns. Okay. Okay. Nice. All right. And now for the segment we get the most feedback on. Everyone seems to like it very much. We get a little more player-specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, and let you know who's going to show up, who's going to show out, and who's going to be a shit show this week. Now. We just need everybody to do their job. Maybe the one word that isn't in that that's implied is do your job well. It can be enough to make the difference. Who's showing up? Quarterback. What do you like? Quarterback. Okay. So I got Desmond Ritter at the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are, like we said, pretty bad against the pass. Ritter is a serviceable quarterback and capable, I think, of taking advantage with and getting some good production out of those wide receivers of his and that receiving core. So enough to at least hit projections and minimums. I think he'll show up. Yep. Show up for me. Jordan Love, all of a sudden resurgent, mm. playing quite well in a Packer team that's very still much alive in the playoff race. Uh, fighting out to go to a New York Giant team that's offensively challenged. I don't know if I believe in Tommy DeVito, but Jordan Love to keep it up and, and spread the ball around and, and do his thing. Okay. All right. At running back, what do you like? At running back, I like Travis Etienne to show up. So oh, the yeah. Browns do have that really good rush defense. They've been in the top five for most of the year. However, with Trevor Lawrence out, I suspect they'll lean heavily on the run with uh, ATN. Oh, yeah. And I think he will, for sure, at least get enough to be considered a show-up worthy. So. I am going to, so that Cincinnati defense we just watched, they, uh, ETN had a good game. I'm going to take Zach Moss to wake up this week and, and hmm. show up. Not okay. a fantastic game, but a good game. It is on the road in Cincinnati. Okay. But they're going to need to lean on him a little bit as, as playoffs loom. I'm a big Gardner Minshew guy. Yeah. But, but if it takes the pressure off of him, if Zach Moss gets it going, I think he does. All right. All right. So wide receiver, what do you got? I went with uh, Drake London, paired up with Desmond oh, Ritter there. Ooh, so I think that uh, he'll get enough work, enough looks his way to hit those projections and his uh, minimums, I got him to show up. Cool. I like uh, Devontae Adams to get back to a little bit better form uh, at home against Minnesota. Minnesota's a little bit – their defense is good. It's been it's been better. It's kept them in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Raiders are good again, Devontae, the ball. You know, the, their coach still believes on focusing on their, on their good offensive pieces. So, yeah. Okay. All right, on to tight end. And with tight end, I stayed with that Bucks game and went Kyle Pitts. I think all of them will get to get just enough. So all the same reasons as Ritter, London, I think Pitts will show up as well on this one. I like I like uh, Jake Ferguson, the Dallas young uh, mm. tight end, to show yeah. up against uh, Philadelphia. He had a good game last week, a touchdown, sort of 19 or 20 fantasy points. I'd like to see something similar uh, again. All right, defense. All right. Defense. So I have the Bills to show up against the Chiefs. So I think as we watch, like we said, kind of the Chiefs struggle just the tiniest bit on offense. I think it'll make some room for the Bills to keep up with the Chiefs. So the Bills are a top 10 against the pass and kind of middle of the pack overall. I say they will show up against this uh, Chiefs offense. I like I like Green Bay, who's playing pretty well. They just did a very good job against the Chiefs. Uh, they're visiting the New York Giants. I think they hold the Giants to not much. Get out of there with the W. Okay. All right. On to show out. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Show out. Okay. I actually have Jordan Love. Oh, fine. Giants, yeah. <laughs> Even better. So I think he's coming off a huge upset getting the win against uh, the reigning champs, Kansas City Chiefs. He looked pretty good doing it. 267 yards, three TDs against a Chiefs defense that's actually been showing out all season. So this week they get a much softer target in the uh, New York <laughs> Giants. And I think he keeps riding high on that win and uh, shows out this week. I like. For me, 
Dakota Prescott against the Philadelphia Eagles. What? The Eagles defense. A show game. out? Come on. Okay. Yep. I expect right. uh, three or four touchdowns from young Mr. Prescott, and I think we kind of got into that game a good bit already. So okay. on to running back. Mm-hmm. Running back, Alvin Kamara is a Panther. Ooh, so what a year he's having. He's having a great year. The Panthers are another defense that struggles mightily against the run. So, yeah. And it shows in their record. They're now, what, 1-11? and 11? And we'll likely see the Saints make a real attempt at exploiting that inability to yeah. defend the run. So I think, yeah, he'll. I think he'll be pretty successful at it. I'm looking forward to them to lean on Kamara quite a bit. He also gets involved in the passing game. We know that as well. So, yeah. yep, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara to show out this week. Nice. I'm going to take Devon Achan, uh, nice. the Miami Dolphins, against Tennessee. Tennessee is missing, mm. I forget the guy's first name, but Sims, their big D-tackle, is out for the game. That makes it big. Not that it matters anyway. The Miami Dolphins lights up the scoreboard, especially against teams that are not as good as they are. Definitely another big game. It'll probably be a touchdown or two over 100 yards easily. All right, All on right. to wide receiver. On to wide receiver. So, with the Eagles having much, much trouble in the secondary, I went C.D. Lamb. So did I. Ah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so, I think Dak will go to him early and often. We should see a bunch of him. So, he's been doing, really, really doing his thing lately. And unless the Eagles figure out a way to slow him down, I think he has a big day. Debo, Samuel, and Diggs both just lit them up quite a bit. So, I expect more of the same. All right, tight end. What do you like? Tight end. I went Fryermuth, actually. So his best game, nine receptions on 120 yards, came a couple of weeks ago, I think, against the uh, Bengals, who actually do have a decent uh, defense. But this week he gets the Patriots, one of the worst in the league. Pretty bad. And I, we do know that uh, I want to say maybe inexperienced quarterbacks tend to lean heavily on that tight end position. I think he'll uh, get a lot of looks this week. So. Yep. For me, a show favorite, I took uh, Sam Laporta. We've watched this young man become quite the, the force there in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, at Chicago, divisional game, I expect another, maybe not quite as big as last week. Yeah, he had a huge game, game last week. <laughs> but another another good game out of him. All right, defense, okay. what do you like? Defense, I went Ravens against the Rams. So the Ravens are Ooh. back off their bye. Yep. They're one of the best teams in the league. and they are Their defense is at the top almost very, of every ranking, every category. Yeah. So um, I believe they come off well-rested, ready to go. Unfortunately for the Rams, um, the Ravens have one of the best defenses again in the league. They're number two overall, number two against the run, and just outside of the top ten on the pass. So they, they is the man. That ball. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fun to watch. They are going to show out. I think against okay. the Rams. I will take the Miami defense to show out against Tennessee. Tennessee just doesn't have. Hmm. I mean, they're still Henry. Really? Yes, two touchdowns, but if he doesn't play, and then you have Tajay Spears out there, who we expect to do well, but and then you have Will Levis, uh, who's not doing so great, the young rookie, and then. DeAndre Hopkins, you had Tannehill out there doing some crazy stuff on special teams, like mm-hmm. holding footballs and stuff. That, that, that whole offense Sweet. is just a goofball, yeah. weird situation. <laughs> so I'll go with Miami. All right, on All to right. the last one. On to shit show. Oh, yeah. So we got me to work out mode. Ooh. On this one, I did go Justin Fields at the Lions. So I think the Lions will have their way with Fields. It's another division game, not messing around. It's like we said before, these are not your mother's Detroit no, Lions. No, America's and team. Yeah, yeah. I say, unfortunately, they turn Fields into a shit show this week. I can see that. I am going to take the easy one. I'm going to take Zach Wilson okay. at home against the Houston Texans. If he time. decides to play. If he shows up. <laughs> right, if, if he, he shows up. Him, absolutely. All right, on to running back. On to running back. I said uh, Zach Charbonnet against oh, no, the Niners. Yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, this backup running back gets the Niners. And as you know, uh, further as we get further into the season, it's getting real out here. So, uh, um, for him, he is just recently – he just recently faced them in week 12, yep. right? 
and was held to just 47 yards on 12 attempts, kept out of the end zone. And I think it'll be more of the same for this rookie, if not worse. Yeah, no, so, not not good. Yeah. Okay, so we have the same. So on to the next wide receiver. I'll go first this time. I have mm-hmm. Cooper Cup at Baltimore. Cooper Cup's having a very difficult year. He goes to a place that's very difficult to play. Okay. Uh, Puka Nakua was banged up in the last game, too. I tend to agree with you that the whole Ram offense is going to have some difficulty in uh, Baltimore. At Ravens, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I went with an easy one here, that whole Jets receiving core. <laughs> uh, yep, I just, True. not to single out Garrett Wilson, but because I think, you know, that whole core will be a shit show <laughs> this week, especially by comparison to what the Texans have got going on with yeah. their young receivers. So, yep, we'll see very little from Wilson, Lazard, or Gibson in this case. Go back to back. What do you have a tight end? Tight end, I'm going... Uh, Hunter Henry, actually, against the Steelers. So we know that Coach Tomlin, being one of the best in the business, we can expect him to focus on taking away the one viable option that you have for scoring. And I think that is going to actually be Hunter Henry for for them. So, yeah, I'm expecting very little out of him either. For me, Evan Ingram at Cleveland, um, Mm. especially if it's not Lauren. I don't Mm -hmm. think it matters very much either way. I just don't see him having a big game. All right, last but not least, the defenses. Last but not least, I'm going to go the Giants. Okay. At the Packers. Yeah, I don't think the Giants will be able to slow down Green Bay at all. So Jordan Love has uh, developed quite a rapport and connection with uh, with the youngest, I think, wide receiving court in all of the league. Yeah, so um, yeah, I don't think they'll have an answer for him. I'm going to go Giants. Did you see the Aaron Rodgers comparisons? I did. Crazy, right? Yeah, we'll see. For me, it'll be the Seattle defense at San Francisco. That offense is a humming. Expect McCaffrey to get a touchdown or two. Mm -hmm. Deep will do his thing and ugh. All right. All right. Well, I think that will do it for us this week. Please come back and hang out again next week. I think we're getting pretty good at this thing. What say you, Joe? I think we're doing great. I think so, too. Well, where to find us? We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Remember, like, follow, rate, and review us on any of those platforms. Those reviews are super important. Not only do they help us get better, but the more you guys rate and review, the faster we move up the podcasting charts. And that is definitely what we want. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Air It Out Network and support this podcast via the link in each show description. If you feel so inclined and you like what you hear, you can make a contribution that helps it helps us bring you a new episode uh, every single week and it helps it uh, come along that much easier. So also a uh, special thanks actually was going to be to Florida Fade. He's going to start <laughs> next week out with us next week with his uh, NBA update and recap segment again. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for listening. Can't wait for uh, Beyond the Arc and signing off. This is the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast. Talk to you guys next, next week. week. All right. All right. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brown, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. Recording mixed and mastered by Wodek B.